0: Pastor Benny Hinn invites you to join over 3 million Facebook users around the world who like Benny Hinn Ministries. Go to the ministry website and click the Facebook link. And if you follow Pastor Benny, you'll receive alerts when he is broadcasting live. Don't miss this opportunity to receive inspiring messages, scriptures, teachings, announcements, and Pastor Benny's live teachings on Facebook. Like and follow Benny Hinn Ministries today.
1: We must understand that nothing happens with God without having dinner with Him. I repeat, nothing happens with God till we have dinner with Him. Every promise in the Bible is activated during a meal. Example God gave Abraham. The promise that he would be the father of nations. In Genesis 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. No, no, don't write anything. Just listen to me. He had to wait 25 years. Till one day God shows up and has lunch with him. In Genesis 18. And then he said, Isaac will come a year from now. So, all the promises were ignited through lunch. <laughs> communion is dinner with God. We've lost the meaning of communion. Let me tell, give you another one. Abimelech, the king of Gerar, has a problem with Isaac. In Genesis 26, he comes back and says, now let's make an agreement. Let's make a covenant. But the covenant was not ratified till they ate together. It says they ate together. Why? Because eating ignites the covenant. Then we see something else in the Bible. We see Jacob and Laban. Laban comes after Jacob when he left Laban's house, this is Genesis 31, by the way. And, they's, and he's angry why he left and he took his children, blah, 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 blah. And then they got, get into a little argument and then they make an agreement and they eat together. Why? Ignites the covenant. What did Jesus do before the cross? Have dinner. They had a meal. What did Jesus do after the resurrection? He had a meal. To ignite the covenant he just made. So Jesus has a meal before the cross and has a meal after the cross. When he showed up in the upper room, the first thing he says, do you have food here? He did not even say something like, mighty like I am that I am. or you know, All, all he said is, where is food? What does it say in Acts 10.41? Peter says that they, they had dinner with him often. They ate and drank with him often. Why? Because when you eat with God, you ignite the promise. We lost the power of communion because we don't do it properly. Jesus said, This is my body. He didn't say symbolic of my body. This is my blood. So, we Pentecostals, we Charismatics, we who believe in the Spirit of God believe that it's His body in spirit. It's His blood in spirit. It's not symbolic. Oh, I got your attention now. Now, Sickness and disease are not from God because the Bible says in Acts 10 through 8, Jesus went about doing good, healing all oppressed of the devil. So Jesus is in the healing business, not in the sickness business. Jesus came to calm the storm, not to cause the storm. So now you have to understand that Disease is evil. Disease did not come from the Lord. Disease is the result of the fall of Adam. And we also must understand that Jesus is the will of God, the work of God, the action of God in human form. So, if you want to know what God is like, look at what Jesus did. He did not have to say it, just by doing it, he was saying it. So, when Jesus healed the sick, then we know it's God's will to heal the sick because he did. So, Jesus Christ is the will of God in action, he is the work of God in action, he is God. In human form and action, healing came. The Bible makes it clear when the cross is understood. So, Second Corinthians—I won't be long, but you need to hear this. Second Corinthians, chapter four, verse ten and eleven, we read something very, very powerful. It says this. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. When we identify with the cross, then our body will see the results. So, let's understand that sin is the cause of disease. That doesn't mean every time you sin, there'll be sickness. I mean it came from the fall of man. When Adam fell, the result was death and disease. We're still having it now because of the fall of man. But let's also understand there is a promise, and the promise of God is quite simple, that through the cross, we are forgiven and healed. And the Word of God says that once you begin to identify with the work of the cross, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Now, we have to understand that whenever the cross was revealed, healing came. The first time the cross was revealed in the Bible was Exodus 12. In Exodus 12, they made the son of the cross by applying the blood on their doorposts and on the lintel, which is on top, and ate the lamb. So they had communion in the old covenant. How? They ate the lamb, applied the blood on their homes, and the result was what? All were healed. They came out of Egypt, a healed, healthy people because of having dinner with God. The next time we see miracles in the Old Covenant is found in Numbers chapter 16, verse 46 through verse 50. When the atonement was made, now you all remember what happened, of course, where Korah came against Moses. Two-fifty were killed because of his rebellion. The whole nation now rises against Moses. And a plague starts in the camp. And Moses says, run through the camp with the atonement, meaning with the blood. Meaning bring the cross into the camp. And when the cross, meaning the work of the cross, because it says they made an atonement. The the minute the blood was applied, the minute the cross was revealed, it says the plague stopped. And by that time, 14,700 people had been killed. The plague began and they ran through the crowd and stopped it with the work of Calvary. Now think about this. That that was only a shadow. In the old covenant, Exodus 12, a shadow. Numbers 16, a shadow. Numbers 21, a shadow. What was Numbers 21? When when they began to murmur and so forth, snakes came and bit them. Many people died and God said, okay, now put a pole and put a brazen snake on it symbolic of the work of Calvary, because Jesus became our sin, if you remember, and, uh, and the serpent is symbolic of sin. So when Jesus said to Nicodemus, as Moses lifted up the serpent, meaning I will also be lifted and be sin for the world. As Moses lifted up the serpent, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. Meaning that the cross, the work of Calvary, And God said to Moses, whoever looks will be healed. So when you look to the cross, you'll be healed. That was a type. Now here's what I want to say. If the type can heal, how much more the substance? They had the type. They had the shadow. We have the real thing. If they were all healed by a shadow, why are we not healed when we have the very substance of the shadow? A shadow is a shadow. There's my shadow in the lights. That's all they had. The shadow. All the types and shadows. We have the real thing. They were all healed. Exodus 12, Numbers 16, Numbers 21. David saw the cross when he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all within me, bless his name, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your sickness. Why? Your sickness, because he saw the work of Calvary. Isaiah saw the work of Calvary and cried. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for iniquity. Chastised for peace, with his stripes were healed. Now we people don't understand the power of those words. But 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 I wanna I wanna say something here, and I'm, gonna, I'm I'm gonna get back to what Isaiah said. Forgiveness and healings are twins. Forgiveness and healing are twins. Whenever God forgives, He always heals. Always. Because the Psalm says He forgives you and heals you. Now why is it that we are willing to accept the message of salvation but we fight the message of healing? Here's why. Because we know that we cannot be saved any other way but through accepting Jesus as Savior. So nobody will fight you on this because they know there's only one way to heaven. His name is Jesus. But why do we fight healing? Because we know there are other means to get it. If God doesn't heal me, I'll go see a doctor. I'll go take medication. I'll go for help here and there. Well, that's when you lose the blessings of God too. So the world and many in the church will not accept the message of healing because there's other ways to receive it. But no blessings attached to it whatsoever. Yet God offers forgiveness and healing together. He said to the men in Matthew 9, 6, Your sin is forgiven. Get up and walk. In James 5, any sick among you, come to the elders, anoint you with oil, and any sin will be forgiven altogether. Why? Because they're twins. Sin and disease are twins too. Now we have to understand what Isaiah said. So let's go back to Isaiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah i want to read Isaiah 53, verse 4. Surely he hath borne our griefs. Now, that word griefs is found a hundred times in the Old Covenant. It's the Hebrew word choli, means infirmity, sickness. That's what the word means. So when you read, surely he hath borne our sorrows, that word griefs, surely he hath borne our griefs, that word griefs is sickness in Hebrew. Surely he hath borne our sickness. Because there's the word choli. And choli, I repeat, means infirmities. Sickness. Surely, surely, surely he hath borne. Surely he took upon himself. The word borne is amasa. Means to carry away, to bear it. Surely he hath borne or has carried. Another Translation says, take away. Like in John 1, 29, he, became, he came to take away. God came to take away your disease. If he came to take away, what are you doing? Keeping it. <laughs> he came to bear, to carry our disease. Surely, surely, and I love that word surely. Surely means of a fact, of a truth. It's a vow. That word surely in the Hebrew says Oath. Think about God making a vow when He says, "Surely He hath borne or carried our choli, our disease, our sickness, and our sorrows." So it's not about relief; it's about substitution. Do you not understand? That when you get saved, you give your heart to God. And when you get healed, you have to give him your body. The reason many are not healed, they won't give him their body. Because he can only fix what you give him. That's it. Now, Isaiah 53 and verse 10. Well, let me just keep, keep reading. It says, surely hath borne our griefs, holy our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded. Wounded. The Hebrew word, he was pierced for transgressions. The word bruised means crushed in Hebrew. Crushed for our iniquities. And then it says he was chastised or he was punished is the Hebrew word for our peace. So transgressions are the actual sins Iniquities is the state of the heart of sin, and punishment means deliverance from the curse. I want to repeat that because you missed it. He was wounded, wounded, and the word means pierced for our transgressions. A transgression is the act of sin. He was bruised, or better crushed, for our iniquities, which are the state of sin. One is the act, one is the state. One is the act, one one is the reason for the act. And he was punished or chastised for a peace. Now if you put why the peace, because the curse brought the torment. The curse brought no peace. So Jesus was punished to break the curse. Now the Bible says in verse 10, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Wow. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. Why would it say that? It pleased the Lord to make him sick? And that's confirmed in Matthew 8, 17. Because many will argue, well, it has nothing to do with healing. Wait, wait, hold, hold. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, chastised for peace. And then verse 10 says it pleased the Lord to actually bruise him. And then you read Matthew 8. And and what does he say in there? He says, when the even was come, they came and were all healed, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. That's Matthew 8, 16, 17. That it might be fulfilled by the prophet Isaiah saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness. Now we know that what is spoken in Isaiah makes it quite positive in Matthew it was referring to the body alone. He was wounded for transgressions, bruised for iniquities, chastis for peace. Has to do with our salvation, absolutely. But with his stripes we are healed. So now Jesus is healing all the sick that it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by Isaiah, which I just read. Because what was Jesus doing? Healing them all. It confirms then it dealt with the body. So he healed the people, is what Matthew says, the reason Jesus healed the people is because Isaiah said he would. Now, by his wounds we are healed. It means to it means that, that that's additional to spiritual redemption. It means the redemption of the body also. Yeah, surely, surely. Why did he say surely? Because he was saying, Truth, the truth, the truth. It's an oath. God was putting his oath on it. And may I also say something? The word sorrow in Hebrew means pain. Surely he hath borne our sorrow, our pain. Not, not only grief, not only holy, but pain. So God didn't only come to receive our sickness. He came to take the pain that comes with it he was wounded for our transgressions think about that Saints he was bruised for our iniquities he was chastised to bring us peace to bring us joy and fulfillment and with his stripes were healed and I know we know that promise because we hear it and know what the Bible says. But I just want you to think about the fact that Jesus was wounded. In his heart he was wounded. For our transgressions. He was bruised or crushed is the word, the Hebrew word, crushed for our iniquities. Chastised. That the curse might be broken and we can have peace. With his stripes were healed. Only Jesus can do that. And only Jesus did that for you because he loves you. So no matter what the disease is, what the doctors have said, as difficult as it is, I just want you to look up. Remember what God said to Moses, whoever looks will live. I just want you to look up and see Jesus, see His love, see the power of the blood that will make you whole. And as we pray now, we're going to come into agreement that God will do just what He promised it says we're healed. I'm seeing more people healed of cancer now in our meetings here at the studio and elsewhere. In Chicago so many people with tumors were healed. God wants to heal you of whatever disease. Now I'm gonna stretch my hands towards you. Now you stretch your hands towards me or come put your hands on the screen and let's just believe God together. In the name of Jesus, we come in agreement. Let your mighty power flow, Lord. Let your mighty power flow through that body. Heal, Lord, and deliver that one calling on your holy name, Jesus. I rebuke that sickness. I rebuke that bondage. I rebuke the spirit of infirmity behind it. In the mighty name of Jesus, be healed, be healed, be healed in Jesus' holy and mighty name. Amen and amen. Now you keep watching the program let your faith build, Believe God to heal you and trust him that your miracle will become a reality in your life and body. Thank you for watching now. Stay in tune and I'll see you again.
2: On February the 22nd, uh, year 2000, I had a dentist appointment uh, and I went for a root canal. And um, during the uh, root canal procedure, um, the dentist was going through my, one of my back molars, the lower back molar and uh, she went through the root and um, uh, severed the trigeminal nerve and so um, I went immediately into uh, like what they call electrical shock. It was like someone had um, flipped me with a rubber band right here in the mouth.
0: Dallas was sent by her doctor to see a neurologist he confirmed that she had trigeminal neuralgia, the most painful affliction known to modern medicine, with no known cure. So for two years and nine months, Dallas's life came to a dramatic standstill. Though the pain was sometimes unbearable, she believed that God was going to heal her.
2: My husband and I would read together. We would pray together. And then when he would have to be away, I would pray and read. But. I always would turn on, um, this is your day, and watch it. And uh, one particular day, I was watching, this is your day. And Pastor Benny Hinn walked out and started just ministering. And that's when, that's when the Word just poked in my heart and said, so that's where I want you to go.
0: So Dallas and her husband went to the Benny Hinn Crusade in Charlotte, North Carolina in November 2002, knowing that she would be healed.
2: We got there about three o'clock and about five o'clock, it was time getting time for me to take my medicine. My husband went to get me some water and when he came back all this time, the choir was warming up, and the choir was practicing, and and the singing, and it was the most beautiful sound that I believe I had ever heard. And so, um, I just began to worship, and I I was just listening to the music and the and the singing and the. And the, and the glory of the Lord, and, the, and I began to worship. And when my husband came back to bring me water, I had my medicine poured out in my hand. And I took the water, and all of a sudden, I thought, I don't have a pain in my head.
0: The pain left Alice instantly, and when it was time, she went forward to testify.
1: This lady has trigeminal neuralgia. Which is? She went to the dentist. The dentist cut a nerve in her head. That nerve is called the suicide nerve. This is a pastor and his wife from Michigan. Three years ago, this happened. She has been suffering pain beyond measure. In fact, if she doesn't take her medicine every six hours, she will get a headache a hundred times that. Of a migraine headache. Yeah, but the power of God came upon her tonight. She said, I want to go to Charlotte, North Carolina and get my miracle. She came tonight. She hasn't had any medicine since this morning. God touched her body. All the pain is gone. She said, That's the Lord. Whoa, that's the that's glory, man. That's glory on this woman. That's up. That's glory. That's glory, guys. That's glory. That's glory. That's glory. That's glory.
0: Dallas went to the doctor when she got home, and he confirmed that she was pain free.
2: After this meeting in November, I think, after that, she was a different person had no pain, she took no medication. She has not taken any medications at that time.
0: Dallas now enjoys giving her testimony in church, praying for people, taking walks with her husband, and spending time with her family.
2: Never forget what Jesus Christ did at Calvary. It's not about us, it's about Him.